All right, welcome back. You mean the SEC? The school here has started, so you thought we were done. I knew you you thought that. You're like, there's no way they're going to be doing this during the school year. Is that what you thought? Well, you know, not everybody runs on a, like, children's school year calendar. So people were probably being like, did they go on vacation? What's going on? For two weeks, people have asked these questions. I know. And have wondered, where have Ben and Brittany gone? I, I want my SEC primer over Mississippi State, damn it. Where <laughs> is it? I know, but guess what? We're here. We are, and we the, the running joke through the whole primers is it's going to be a short one. I know, like, but y'all really, this might be this a short is, one. Thanks for just jumping all over my punchline. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm like teasing this out. You're like, oh, this might be the one we actually have for you short. It's going to be short if you keep Gosh, cutting me that, off like that. Is that what I sound like? We'll have to listen back and, and hear how that sounded. <sighs> Anything else you want to say here at the beginning? Go ahead. Just be very efficient with what we're doing here. I mean, if we want it to be short, then well, we need to be efficient. Well, for, I don't know what that means. Um, Kit is not asleep. We should tell everyone. So we we have the baby cam here watching her. And she is not at the stage where she's throwing stuffed animals out of the crib in pure anger and destructive Which has tendencies. been the last hour. Basically. But if we have to stop suddenly because there's an earthquake upstairs, then we will do so. Um, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. What to say? Do you... I was thinking about this earlier. As a Georgia fan, mm-hmm. do you ever think about Mississippi State? Like, under what context? <clears throat> because you only play them once every six or seven years by the scheduling system right now. Right. I, th- I feel like if they weren't, like, kind of connected to Ole Miss, like if it wasn't like Ole Miss and Mississippi State, you know, like Alabama-Auburn, um, I might forget about them. So you think of Ole Miss? Is that what I'm hearing? No, like I think about, about them in pairs. Like if I'm going through all of the SEC schools, you know, like state by state, if I say Ole Miss, then I'll automatically say Mississippi State. Right. Right. I feel like if they were like in Texas or mm-hmm. Arkansas, I would totally forget about them. Really wouldn't make a lot of sense for Mississippi State to be in Texas. I don't think you're really getting my Why would you? Process. So you're saying if they were like all by their lonesome? Yes. So you forget about Arkansas? Yes. You forget about LSU? Yes. I guess by your logic, you forget about Georgia too. No. Georgia's all by itself? But no. But do you forget about Florida? No. Okay. I forget about South Carolina. Oh, wow. Shots and I forget fired. about Vandy. And I probably used to forget about Kentucky. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you sit there and say that? You know, I had somebody, um, we were talking about um, the Texas and Oklahoma thing, and they were really upset. And they were like, that is not the South. Oklahoma is not the South. They cannot come in. And they were talking about other teams that they did not consider the South, one of them being Missouri, which is usually the argument. And then they said Kentucky. They're like, well, I mean, Kentucky's really not the South either. I mean, okay. <laughs> what, what are you gonna... I don't know. I just didn't know how you felt about well, that. Well, Florida's not the South. I mean, I, I feel like we can agree on that. Yes, you know, that's true. Florida's not a Southern state. Florida's a Florida state. That's true. But I feel like Gainesville is like the... This isn't a Florida primer, but I feel like Gainesville. Oh, but that's soon. We'll have to do our Florida soon. geography takes. Yes. I'm excited for that. that but I feel fun. like Gainesville, it's its own special 
special place. Well, speaking of special places, Starkville, I've heard, is a very special place. You know, they have Stark Vegas is like their thing, right? It's on their basketball court. And it's on their basketball court. Yeah. See, you just stole my end of the story. I I did. Because I figured... If you never thought about Mississippi State football, you sure as heck never think about Mississippi State basketball. That is very true. But I do remember coming and seeing it on TV when you're watching and seeing. I think that's a really weird thing to put on a basketball. It's a little pretentious. No, I think it's not. Pretentious is no, not the right it's word. Not, it's, it's like embracing your your awkwardness. Not It's still not the right word. Yeah, I don't know. But they don't have it on the football it's field. It's like it's very kitschy. Right. And it's just like, eh, it just is kind of off-putting. Like Gatlinburg. Right. I feel, well, I feel like it's like, like sometimes, you know, people have these like sayings put on shirts. And I'm like, did that need to be on a shirt, though? Like, that could have just been a meme. But you put it on a shirt. It's like Nash, like Stark Vegas. Right. Right. I almost said Nash Vegas. Stark, you know, like, that could be something to say, do you really want to put it on your, your, your floor? So, anyways, I feel like we're kind of bashing Mississippi State coming into this. No, this it, it's what one does. It is. I feel. I mean, there's just. I mean, I feel like we can bash all the teams. That's true. That's like, true. There are too many podcasts out there that cover the SEC that are nice to everybody. They really are. Like they're no, no. They're nobody has earned, except for Kentucky. Nobody has earned the the joy and adoration. 100% of the time. Except for Kentucky. I mean, obviously. Jeez. So, Mississippi State in the 2010s won 79 games. Is that good? Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, they, so when we've done this, to be like, if I, I think if you're around like mid-60s, you're around 500. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State's been 79 and 51. Okay. That's an incredible decade. Yeah. And no one noticed. Yeah. I mean, you have one good year. Actually, it's several good years. There was another year they started seven and zero, and I'm like, whoa. But do you think they would have noticed if they weren't in the West? If they were in the East. Well, then they would have been like South Carolina, yeah, and Missouri in the early part of the decade. But the problem for Mississippi State is that you have. I'm sorry, we're just beeping all over the place. Um, they are. Um, They've got all the Titans. And, you know, mm-hmm. even when they had a good year, they couldn't beat. They still lost to two of them. Right. So, but I feel like if you're a Mississippi State fan, what a decade it was. And it really all was down to one Dan Mullen. I mean, he's the right. one that brought so much success. You know, kind of going back to your point before, I think I have a reason why no one talked about them. Okay. Do you want me to go and tell you? Well, yeah. It's going to be a kind of a spoiler. They Bring never it. beat Alabama. No, they did not. And I think if they had that moment where they beat Alabama like an old Miss did, yeah, mm-hmm. right, then people would be talking about. I think it. that's a great point. Everyone except Arkansas didn't, mm-hmm. and A uh, and M hasn't. No, they did. They did mm-hmm. win. Johnny Manziel. We'll find out next time in our primer on Texas A. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Know. They we did need once. To dive into that. Okay. So even Texas A. So yeah, and LSU has and. And Auburn. So right. I think that's good. I think that's uh, it's true. And State got very close uh, once 
light in the Mullen right uh, in the Mullen term right um, so yeah Dan Mullen was there starting in uh, 2009 yeah so um, who before did... him was Sylvester Croom which is just a great name um, he was there from 04 to 08 and he was um, and I think we've mentioned this before the first African-American head coach in the SEC right so there's your trivia fact yeah for you and he wasn't that great no, he only stayed no. for four years. I don't know where he is now or what he's doing. Not sure. We'll Google that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then Dan Mullen came in. He was he came from Florida. He was the OC at, at Florida. Um, and how did he do? How did he fare? He was there for, I got to do math, eight years. Yeah. So, I mean, at Florida, he was the offensive coordinator for one Timothy Tebow. That's right. So he's like a. A quarterback guy. Yes. Right? Like a quarterback coach. And he was with Urban Meyer in, in Utah. Doing Utah in the middle of the 2000s was really good. Um, and then when, when Urban went to Florida, 2005, somewhere in there, uh, Mullen came with him and was the OC for him, you know, in those really good Florida teams there at the end of that decade. So I think he took a a good job, but a tough job because again, Mississippi State is that is one of the I think the toughest jobs in mm-hmm. the uh, in the conference because again, you have if you think about it, you have to your east you have Bama and Auburn, you know to your south you have LSU, uh, and then to your north you have traditionally you had Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, any talent that's going to be in Mississippi in Mississippi. You have to lock up, but you also have Ole Miss, which historically has been about a consistent, you know, foe and rival for you. So it's a very difficult job. And again, I think it's arguable, pound for pound, what Dan Mullen did at Mississippi State was the best coaching job in the dec in the decade in the conference. Okay, in the whole conference. Yeah, mm-hmm. pound for pound. You know that phrase? Yes, but I don't. And use a different phrase that's not like kicking it or making sense to me. So you don't know what it means. I mean, I know what it means, but not in this context. Well, that means that if it obviously, I mean, obviously you say Nick Saban did the best, right? right? That's what you'd say. But like you have to look at it in relative to what the expectations are at mm-hmm. that, at that school. And I think that when you go 28 games over 500 Mm -hmm. for the decade, and most of that is you Mm -hmm. at a school where you're basically looking at six and six every year, Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Now, if you're uh, obviously Saban did extremely well, uh, but I think that for (laughs) Mullen to, to do how he did, how well he did for a consistent, long, consistent amount of time, getting Mississippi State ranked several years, number one in the country in 2014 for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe an Orange Bowl appearance that year. I mean, that's a fantastic achievement. So so you pound for pound really just means relatively. Yeah. Okay. So, so you like said if, just relatively. Well, yes, but pound for pound is a very football phrase. Okay. It's sure. like, yeah. It's like pound for pound. It's like pound for pound. You're doing a really good job of explaining. I did in my head, and everyone else listening knows exactly what it means. And you are just a little. I bit mean, slow. I've heard it before. I've heard it before, and I probably, if you had kept going with that, like been like, okay, I, we're we're on the same page. But I just had never had anybody explain it to me before. Well, it means so. let me try again. It means like <laughs> relative to everyone else around you, what your expectations are, you are the strongest of what you're bringing to the table. Okay. 
Okay. I think I, I think I explained it yeah, extremely well. What was that, like five minutes? Okay. So starting in 2010, let's just start at the beginning of the decade. This is um, Dan Mullen's second Mullen. Is it one Mullen or two? It's only one. It's just one. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dan Mullen's. <laughs> so now I'm thinking about that too much. Uh, second year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me how he starts the decade. Well... Uh, they go nine and four, mm-hmm. which is a great year. They destroy Michigan in the Gator Bowl. Mm-hmm. They won at Florida, which for Mullen is a you know very significant win, right? For sure. So they Urban, went into Egg Bowl. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Urban Meyer, how long was he there? I don't know if he was. Did Dan Mullen replace him? No, no. he replaced Muschamp. Right. So Muschamp's were... No, well, and you have McIlwain in there, too. Oh, I forgot about McIlwain. We'll do Florida. I know. Do okay, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was trying to see if he was playing against Meyer. I don't know if Meyer was still there. I think Meyer had a one bad year at the end, and it was like deuces. Um, yeah. He may have been still there. Okay, anyways. They had a pretty good year, right? Lose, they lost to Auburn, LSU, Bama, Arkansas. It's not great. But this was a good arkansas team and i think that that's going to be a trend is that mississippi state when they're good they're not like they're not going to they're, they're like we said they've always lost to alabama uh mm-hmm. when they're good they manage to beat either lsu or a&m or um auburn mm-hmm. you know and get some combination of those so that's that's where they're picking up their wins right right so i'm um, next just rolling on next yeah. season you got uh, 2011, they go Took set, a, yeah, a little step back. Seven and six, right? So they had some pretty, a lot bigger losses there. Um, with Auburn, LSU, Georgia, South Carolina, Bama, and Arkansas. Yeah, only two SEC wins over uh, Ole Miss and a very bad UK team that year. Uh, 2011. Uh, so this is again the the theme I think for Mississippi State is you if you're if you're basement is six and six Mm -hmm. again that is a testament to how well mullen is is doing and then the next year they start seven and Mm oh uh which i had no memory of yeah uh, in 2012 right uh they lose them to three straight ranked teams uh and they lose big in the egg bowl and then northwestern the bowl game so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a tough end of the year but again consistency um in, in terms of having a visible we're going to a bowl every year mm-hmm. program, which again, realistic expectations at Mississippi State, I think is is quite admirable. Yeah, and you know they it's going to be a little bit of a spoiler. They went to a bowl every single year. That is extremely impressive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, like I kept writing that, and I was like, "Gosh!" And I, I, I would have to go back and and think. What other? There's not a lot. Like you know, obviously Bama, but. There's not going to be a lot of, of programs that were in that boat. And they had some good, like, those are always good games. Like, sometimes they got, like, yeah. really, like, creamed. But they also, like, they had some, like, I mean, like that, like you said, the Michigan game. The you, could even, you could even say they got shellacked. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, a couple people will appreciate that comment I just made. So okay. you can, you can okay. continue. <laughs> It's lost on me. So they go to the Music City. Wait, are we in 2012? No, we're in 2011. No, I went to 12. You went to 12. Yeah, that's yeah. right, because they win the first seven games. They go to the what Gator is, Bowl again. What is again. time, really? I know. I mean, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, they go to the Gator Bowl, lose to Northwestern. Um, so, yeah, I mean, solid showing, right? 
let's go to 2013. Same story. Don't get a big win. They lose all five games to ranked teams. But they beat Ole Miss. Again, the Egg Bowl. We've we've spoken to the, the Egg Bowl and how it gets especially crazy at the end of the decade. Mm-hmm. They crush Rice in the bowl game. Again, these are – by this point, Mullen's got all the players in the program are his players – you you're basically setting again the expectation is we go to bowl games we're going to be fourth or fifth in the west that's just who we are and then 2014 is like what is happening because probably the best player in mississippi state football history is at quarterback Mm -hmm. that's right so Dak prescott i was is that was that his first year 2014 that he had been building so yeah i want to like so this this 2014 uh, season, which we have talked about in almost every single one of our primers, especially out in the West, um, has been has been has been calls it the year of the Mississippi's, right? So yes. here's Mississippi State showing up. I think that uh, Mississippi State's momentum started with that Egg Bowl in 2013 because mm-hmm. that was um, an overtime win, um, like really really amped up the momentum of it. Um, and really kind of led the way to 2014. So 2014, we start off winning the first nine games. And this we was talk a about hyped and, up. And this was a different story because we talked about in the last couple of years how State had had lost consistently to you know the ranked teams that they were playing, but this was the year where they. They they beat basically like I mentioned all those other like top west teams right mm-hmm. the LSU's and Auburn's they beat them at the beginning right so the, they uh, beat three the they beat three top ten teams in a row in three straight weeks which right is, LSU A and M and then Auburn there's the three and that again I don't you would have to go back and look that can't have happened very often right. for for and schools in the SEC where you beat three top 10 in a row it's an incredible achievement to be able to do that and after that Auburn win they're ranked number one the first ever college football playoff standings playoff standings not only I believe if my memory serves correctly not only have Mississippi State number one but that you're Ole Miss at number three right. in the debut poll I mean it's just amazing right. I will say that I just realized this so People often regard the, the craziest season of all time in um, in college football is 2007. Right. Okay. And if you look at, like at, at some point ranked in the top 10 that year included West Virginia, Missouri, Boston College, South Florida, Kansas, Kentucky. I mean, it was just a, it was like, what is happening here? It was just awesome. Uh, and then LSU ended up winning the national title uh, with two losses, mm-hmm. which I don't think happened again in the BCS era. Right. Uh, or the Saban magic. Right. Exactly. Uh, well, less miles by that point. Oh, yeah, okay. it was less in 20, 2007. Oh, okay. My bad. Seven years past, you have 2014, which is the year of the Mississippi, right? Mm-hmm. Which is an, another crazy year. Mm-hmm. Um, first college football playoff year, seven years have passed 2014, this year, 2021, what's going to happen this year? Oh, I don't want it to be crazy. Oh, I love crazy. What are you talking about? I want Vandy to be 8-0. Like, <laughs> everyone's going to sign up for that. It might be crazy. I mean, you never know. No, it will be. You're going to have a good attitude about this. It's going to be crazy. George is going to be Clemson, then lose the UAB, and it's going to be awesome. Okay. Like, well, embrace that's, the that anarchy. That is not the narrative. Embrace the anarchy. Stark Vegas, for. baby. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. So yes, 20, 2014, 
going back to to we're number one and then who do we play bama yeah i tried to make an elephant sound in my head right there and it didn't sound right okay. so i didn't i didn't go with that thank but, you uh, yeah i mean it was a good game state trailed i think the final score flattered them a little bit mm-hmm. uh but they trailed a little bit more than the score indicated i mean it's just you know the fairy tale run ins, you know, right? Uh, and then they lose the egg bowl to Ole Miss, and and that was again Ole Miss had lost a couple of games by that point to drop off, but they pull State down out of playoff contention in that game, and it wasn't close, thirty one seventeen. Yeah, it was a tough loss. So it's a hard way to end, and then you get they of course get to a bowl because they're uh, ten and two. By and they that go to the point. Orange Bowl. They go to the Orange Bowl, which is great. But well, who do they lose to? Georgia Tech. It's a disappointment. <laughs> So it's like tough. it's it's a hard end to the season. But I will say, like good Georgia Tech with Paul Johnson option, it's hard to beat that. In a one game scenario out of conference, you're planning for the option that was very difficult. Um You're more gracious than me. Well, yeah, I mean it's a tough way to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, after that that year I mean really that's the peak. Not yeah, to be a, another spoiler. Prescott <laughs> comes Prescott comes back and they 2015 they have a good year um they go nine and four but it's kind of they get back to where they were they get beaten by all the ranked teams uh including Ole Miss um actually they had a really one of their best games that year they play Arkansas they were up 17 in that game and then they were down 11 so it was a 28 point swing and then they came back and won 51 to 50. Oh wow. I mean that's a game to watch right there Mississippi State Arkansas from 2015. But I mean still like if you're a state fan this is awesome. Yeah, right? you're the, still in it. But the problem is that now you've had a little bit of the taste. Mm-hmm. Right? And we've talked about this with other schools. You've had a little bit of the taste and you're like we we you know we're not like you know Mississippi State arguably baseball is the biggest sport okay and on campus um because it is a it won the national title this year that's right it did um so it's an incredibly successful program football is obviously passionate but has never had that sustained success mm-hmm. so uh, the the fans they have a, that passion and once you give them the idea that we can go nine and four ten and three consistently and when that becomes the the pattern Maybe not 10 and 3, but like 8 wins, 9 wins. Now you're expecting to give us 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. And if you're Dan Mullen, I think you're the guy who can do that, but you, it's everything's got to fall right. you got to recruit at an even higher level. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they could have – it was kind of unfortunate that they had this little upswing right when Hugh Freeze was doing things at Ole Miss. Mm. It was kind of tough. You have that alignment. I know, you know, like it's uh, it's weird how these Mississippi schools kind of mirrored each other a right. little bit this mm-hmm. decade. Mm-hmm. I don't really that's I don't know if there's an exclama- ex- explanation for that other than just like well, you had random. two you had two really good coaches there at the same time, right? And I think that uh, that can explain it a little bit. Plus, you had I think the middle part of the decade, if I remember, like LSU was a bit down. Arkansas by that point had, had tanked. Mm-hmm. You know, it crashed on the motorcycle. Um, so that kind of maybe explains. Tennessee is bleeding recruits out of, of Tennessee. So maybe that explains it a little bit. Yeah. But, so, yeah. So they're, I mean, so pretty content. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, the problem is you set things up and then you go to 2016 and you, you lose your opening game to South Alabama. Yeah. So, and by this point, 
uh, Dak is gone, right? Dak is, right. is gone to the NFL. So now you're going to have to kind of reinvent the program. And But Dan Mullen has shown he is the – ability to really go from quarterback to quarterback. He's mm-hmm. not just a one a one trick pony. But right, so enter Nick Fitzgerald. Nick Fitzgerald, who was if you look up the records, I think school records, he's one of the the leading rushers in Mississippi State history. Oh, okay. Uh and he's a you know dual threat quarterback, very successful, but they struggle in uh in twenty sixteen. Uh they actually finish they beat number seven A and M Six A and M at home, but they finished five and seven. But remember what you said about bowl games? Mm-hmm. They went to a bowl game every year, right? That's right. So how do they go to the bowl with a five and seven record? Oh, I have six and seven. Well, they win the bowl game. They go six and seven. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. So, oh, is that is that the NCAA violations? No. Here? Okay. Uh huh. What? So what so if I remember, and this might be totally wrong. But if I remember, that was a year that there weren't enough bowl teams. Not enough teams went six and six. Oh, okay. So what happens in that case, and this might be the NCAA's sole purpose from now on, what happened in that case is the bowls basically picked the five and seven teams based on their APR record, which is their like graduation rate and academic performance rate. And Mississippi State had one of the highest rates, and they were able to go to the bowl game because of their academic prowess well, in their football program. So they went to what was that St. Petersburg Bowl? You said that with so much joy. And well, I wrote enthusiasm. with St. Pete, but I've never heard of that bowl before. Anyways, they barely beat Miami, Miami, Ohio, yeah, but they got that win. They beat Miami, but it's the other Miami. But it's Ohio. Um. So yeah. So that was kind of a down year, like you said. Uh, they lost to BYU, but was BYU really good that year? Well, you know the Mormons. They mm-hmm. every now and then they show up. They show up. Yeah. Um, so twenty seventeen, um, another nine and four year. Yeah, so they come back. They, they come get back, back to where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like they only have four losses. And this was the year they led Alabama at home in the fourth quarter, and uh, Devonte Smith got loose with twenty five seconds left. Does that sound familiar? It happens. You know what? It happens. They just don't like bulldogs or something. I don't know. It hurts. That hurts. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, it seems like if I was a Mississippi State fan, like, you know, you got some ups and downs, but like Dan Mullen keeps you in the conversation. Yes, absolutely. You know, especially in the West, which again is the hardest division and the hardest conference and the country um so yeah i mean we're doing we're pretty good so what happens after 2017 dan goes home to gainesville he does he does i don't blame him no i don't think anybody does no. i mean maybe in starkville they do he's kind but. of a like he's kind of a salesman him and jimbo i think are very similar mm-hmm. we'll talk more about jimbo next time but uh they're they're very slick yeah and uh i think that I think it's one of those things where if they're your coach, you kind of like it. But once he's not, it's like, ugh, this guy. Right. And uh, he'll do, like, he'll just do some things sometimes that's just, I mean, he said some COVID things last year and dressed up as Darth Vader to a press conference. I, I, 
it's just like what is it just kind of weird and quirky he's just kind of quirky yeah. yeah which again if he's on your side it's is like is he like the georgia basketball coach because you guys oh, tell me he's really quirky and says Tom weird things green that's a good call that's a yeah that's a good call i like that um so yeah so he goes and i think i don't even know how they got this next guy was he just the interim but he stayed for two years no they hired him they hired him. joe moorhead so tell me about joe moorhead because i literally I know nothing you, about him i think at one point i said <laughs> he was their coach i'm like i literally have no memory of yeah. that person so like ben used to quiz me on long road trips of all the sec coaches and man Never got on to Joe Moorhead. <laughs> I always called him Jay Moorhead, which I think that used to be the president of UGA. Yeah. So I tell you who you always got though, Brett Bielma. I always got Brett. You always Bielma. got old Brett. That's mm-hmm. right. I believe Joe Moorhead was the offensive coordinator at Penn State. Yeah. Uh, and he under James Franklin, uh, and he decides to come. He was a guy who was very um, well established in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, great offensive mind. He decides to come to Starkville, uh, and I think that if we can kind of just sum up the Joe Moorhead years very quickly, because again we're trying to hit our target time of being done quickly, mm-hmm. and it, clearly you remember nothing about it, so there's not much to say. You know, it's just you know, it's just whatever. I right. mean, it's kind of there was no uh, momentum. In the program, there's not much direction. 2018, they they had two good wins. Uh, they beat yeah, Auburn and A and M, who were both ranked in the top what 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost to Florida and Kentucky, um, and then they beat Ole Miss like a drum in the Egg Bowl. Uh, it was actually a really good first year. I mean, eight and five. Yes, I, I know. feel like that's a good first. I know year. this is a little surprising coming to 2019. Well, it does not go well. Okay. So they lose five or six in the middle of the season. So anytime you do that, you know, you're clearly on your way to a poor record. Uh, <laughs> we talked to, if you want to hear about the greatest egg bowl of all time, go listen to Ole Miss. Right. Uh, that, that egg bowl is just brings so much joy to my heart. They beat them on the missed extra point at the end after the, the, the dog pee incident, Elijah Moore, just a, a classic game. But then they, they show up to the bowl game, and they play Louisville in the Music City Bowl, and they just get whipped. And yeah. That was not a good Louisville team. Um, and it was just stale. It was just no momentum. I think that, that he was having a hard time kind of like adjusting to the SEC culture and demands. I think there was just like with the media, there was just a, there was just not a click. And that being said, I was surprised that he got fired because he, he went 14-12 and 12 over two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. Like, his, I mean, if you just look at his record, you know, you'd give him another year. Right. Like if he had the upward momentum, you would give him another year. Yeah. Um. So why didn't they? You know, like, and I think that you would have to have some inside baseball knowledge, right? Right. Um. Maybe he clashed with the AD. Maybe it, he the culture. You know, we talk about that all the time. The culture wasn't really being built up and up. Um, maybe that dog pee egg bowl was just the final straw. You never know. But or maybe they really, really wanted their next hire and he became available. Yeah, I don't know. It's and I don't even know if that's gonna work out. We're gonna get to that in a minute. But I um I don't know. I think they're in a weird spot. Well and I think that Moorhead, who's now the offensive coordinator at Oregon, I believe. Uh, he almost got hired to be OC at Kentucky in the, this offseason. Uh, but 
Yeah, I think they're just kind of wandering at sea, not to put a little pun on, you know, talking about the pirate here in a minute, but uh, they they just, they, they need to redefine the program after Mullen left because, you know, that was the, a, such a successful streak. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're still kind of trying to find that identity. Right, so, kind of floating around. So let's do superlatives. Um, the worst moment for Mississippi State over the decade was what? Um. I'm going to say the 2014 Egg Bowl. Ah, that's what I said. Really? Yes. I also put, well, you talk about you talk about that thing because I have a little secondary one. Well, it's just air out of the balloon. I mean, you yeah. had lost to Bama and you you still could have, I think, with 11-1 and one, snuck into the playoff um, because that's a good Ole Miss team you could have beaten and they lost significantly. It's just tough. I mm-hmm. mean, like still you're going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. It's one of the best years in school history. But to, to end the way that they did, I think, was disappointing. It wasn't disastrous, but I think it was disappointing. And um, I think for Ole Miss fans, that's one that they can hold over your head. It's like the best team you've ever had. You can even beat us that year. So I think that was a tough one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I put my other thing is – do you know, I don't know Miles because I think we all know how I feel about numbers, but time is different. How far away is Tuscaloosa from Starkville? Do you know? Time? Yeah. Is that what you like said? Like to drive in a car. Is it like an hour and a half? Yes. Yeah. I've looked all that up. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Mr. Google Maps over here. I did not know it was that close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, so I thought that was interesting. So one of my worst moments is being so close to Tuscaloosa, you yeah. know, like that's like recruiting wise, everything right. wise, that's probably really tough. Right. All right. Best moment. I'm going to go with that run in 2014 where they beat the three straight. Okay. Uh, top 10. I, it's, it's just like, you talk about euphoria. I mean, there was a stretch as a Kentucky fan. There was a stretch in 2018 where we beat Mississippi State, and South Carolina, and Florida, and only one of no, two of them were ranked, but they were not in the top ten. And, it, and it, you felt euphoria. I then. just felt like on top of the world. I was about to like conquer everything. And for if if you were to beat LSU, A and M, Auburn, three straight weeks, all top ten. Um, one of them, I think, they won in Death Valley. Um, what a run. Right. And, um, you know, to kind of set up that season, they're going to be talking about that in Starkville for a long time. And they should be. I mean, that was really amazing. Um, yeah, you know, I was uh, one of my on there is definitely that Auburn game because from everything that I read and everyone that was there, it was like, we know we're going to be number one after this game and how exciting that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I put my best moment was recruiting Dak. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, I yeah, think sure. I think he's like, I mean, he's doing really well in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He comes back to Starkville a lot. Like, mm-hmm. he really loves his alma mater. Like, just got paid a lot of money, and oh, he's, really? the, he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Is right, big deal, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I think he's like a genuinely great person. You know, from well, let's ev- hope so. well, I've heard that. I've yeah. heard I've heard nice things. Okay. Um, and the fact that he still goes back to Starkville, I think, says about your character. I don't yeah. know if I'd go back there I, after I graduated. I've not, not even been there. I haven't so. either. I shouldn't talk like that. Um. So yeah. Okay. What about rival? Well, it's Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, who else would it be? Because you haven't beaten nobody else. You could put they would be um, equivalent. Because Auburn, the Auburn LSU A and M, they do not care about Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. They're like, that's a win on our schedule. 
Arkansas, I mean, whatever. But Ole Miss, it's just a natural fit. Kentucky, you know, who's their their cross-divisional rival, um, those have been some good games. And it's one of those also a marker of – got two teams there – we're kind of in similar spots in the the conference, and whoever wins that game often has the better season. So, but it's got to be Ole Miss. So I'm gonna throw a statistical question at Uh-oh, you. Here we go. Um. So right, Kentucky and Ole and and Mississippi State play every year. Right. What is? Do you know what their record is against each other in the decade, or like total, or what do you? See, so you always like. Ask me these questions that I don't know what about I, the statistics. What I mean is like no, it's not in the decade, so it must be total. Well, it's probably very even. Is it even? Gosh, is yes. it like sixteen and sixteen or something? Twenty-four, twenty-four. How about that? That's I know it is interesting. So yeah. I feel like that makes a good rivalry. It is because you know I always felt like when like I'm trying to like match up like who plays who again. I'm always yeah. like, oh yeah, there's like the leftovers of Kentucky and Mississippi Clearly State, the leftovers, right? Yes. Like there's no natural. Right. But I mean, it seems like maybe it's a better match than What's, you would think. I think they're very similar program. Well, there's similar schools. They're both agricultural schools. Um, and uh, like I said, I think whoever wins that game every year kind of gives you an idea of who's going to have the better season. And if you say that Mississippi State, like they're like known for their baseball program, and Kentucky is known for their basketball program, you know, these are both schools that like football is not king on campus all the time. So right, that's a good point. Um. So yeah, okay. So let's talk twenty twenty. So Mike Leach, who is. Uh, one of the more colorful personalities in college football mm-hmm. uh, has long been a, a head coach at some very, let's say, obscure places. Uh, Texas Tech, Washington State, we're not talking easy places to win. Mm-hmm. And he's been consistently successful. He's like, you just mark him down for seven or eight wins every year, and they're going to beat somebody they shouldn't. And then they're going to lose to a couple teams they should beat. But it's always very pass-happy. It's an exciting brand of football. Um he uh, we'll have to do like a separate podcast on this. He co he taught a college course at Washington State, which like the student body could take. Right, just just amazing. Uh, maybe we should like have an episode where what are the classes that each SEC coach would take, but whatever. Um, so he gets hired twenty twenty. I think he got hired before Kiffin. I mean, they were both hired around the same time so it was very much like matching by newsy like it was appropriately compared like news impact when they both got hired okay even though i think kiffin's more like entertaining but mike leach is like this is not your normal run-of-the-mill coach it's not joe moorhead right so they beat lsu in the first game which Mm -hmm. is defending national title correct uh or champion in baton rouge and then they stink (laughs) For the rest of the year. Yeah, well, that's. I think that was also the beginning of, like, LSU's balloon kind of going out, too. You know, it's like, oh, they just lost Mississippi State. Like, right, this is not right. the LSU And I think everyone year. after that game, they were like, Mississippi State's going to be good. I mean, they they were, like, ranked 16th, and then they go and lose to Arkansas and have won an SEC game in, like, three, three years. Oh, right, right. We talked um, about that was a big scored, deal for them. And they them. scored two points at Kentucky. They give me 41 to nothing at Alabama. Um, they beat Vandy. Congrats. They almost beat Georgia, which is random. Yeah, but well. then they, you know, lose to Ole Miss and lose to Auburn. But 
last two games of the year, and this sets up for 2021, I think. They whipped Missouri. That was a decent Missouri team last year. Mm-hmm. And then they beat Tulsa in one of the more entertaining bowl games, which there was a brawl in the middle of that game. Oh. Um, and, uh, Why? I don't know, but Mike Leach said something at the end in the locker room, which was like, what did he just say? Mm-hmm. I have to look that up. Okay. I'm going to put that in the show notes okay. of what he said after that game. Uh, but that caused the brawl or after no, the it was brawl? after he said, Oh man, he said something. It was, it was not perceived well, okay. but in any case, momentum, right? Right. Two ends at the end of the year. And if you look at their schedule this year, which I do not have, I did not write down mm-hmm. in this for some reason, but, uh, they have a very difficult non-conference slate. Okay. I know they play NC state. I think they play, um, Memphis, I mean, these are really good teams, mm, yeah. so I think it's going to be tough. I mean, if they get to six six wins this year, I think that's good solely because of what they have non-conference because there is no weak team in the West. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is going to be better. Ole Miss is ranked. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Auburn, I mean, we'll see. But right. then everybody else is going to be good, so I just don't know where the wins are going to come from. Uh, and if they get to six, I think that's a great year because I think their schedule is 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 tougher than I think people are letting on. I wonder if, and this is where I'm going to show my ignorance, I wonder if Mississippi State, like, and we know they don't like Ole Miss. I wonder if it's like Ole Miss is like the pretty boy. Like, oh, totally. No, I think like it's like... the rich pretty boy, like, cousin that it's like... Ugh. Gosh. I think it's the it's like the frat boy versus the FFA. Yeah, I really know. I think that's the dynamic. Okay, and I think that. So which side do you go for? Well, my roots. I'm there in Stark Vegas. <laughs> I mean, that's where I'm going to be at. You're going to put that on your basketball court. Listen, Stark Vegas. I'm going to be right there. In Mississippi State are my boys. Just grab I'm your cowbell. This is too fancy, too red solo cup for me. I'm not going to have any of that. See, I want to yeah. hang out in Starkville. As a Georgia fan, I probably would fit well, in pretty well Well, you can go to Oxford. Oxford. You can have your fun <laughs> there, and you can be tragically overrated and make a big fuss out of everything, and we will know exactly who we are in Stark Vegas, and we'll be fine with it. All right. So you can just... Get your get your cowbell and listen. We're gonna we gotta talk traditions at some point, and we gotta get to the bottom of what the heck's up with this cowbell. I know it's like let's let's find an annoying thing, and that's us. And again, as a Georgia fan, you don't have to deal with that crap. I know it's true. And I have to deal with that every year. That's true. They don't do it inside the basketball court, do they? That would be well. Really I'm bad. Sure I just have PTSD as a Kentucky basketball fan playing at every uh sec road game there's a few teams that i don't really have a lot of uh like at georgia that doesn't really i mean georgia is always bad but yeah. besides that mississippi state's one of those places i'm like oh it's a tuesday night in february we're gonna lose but 20 <laughs> and everyone's gonna be angry yeah because they've kind of they've made good tournament appearances before haven't they, they made the final four in 1996 oh okay never mind <laughs> that's not what that's I'm, all i got honestly i think i'm whenever Either one of them gets good at basketball, them or old Miss. Again, I Marshall kind of Henderson. right. I kind My of hero. I kind of pick up, put them together. All right, so yeah, going into twenty twenty one, they also have a quarterback search. I think that that's going to be, um, yeah, interesting. I think it's Will Rogers, I think, is going to be okay. the one that gets that. They brought in a guy from Southern Miss. Um, is that Jack Abraham? Jack, yes. Sounds like Jack Donaghy from no. Thirty Rock. Um, we're watching that right now. I I'm not very optimistic. I think they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna play. It's gonna be one of those things where they're gonna improve, but you're not gonna see mm-hmm. the, you're not gonna see it on the 
win losses, but we'll see. I'm usually wrong, so they'll go ten and two. Oh gosh, that would be a thing. All right, so that's Mississippi State. It has been a fun adventure. It has. And now we head to the source of all sorts of introspection and self uh, harm right now, and that's in uh, College Station, okay. where their buddies in Austin are headed, oh my headed this way. Yeah. There's lots of, of angst with the Aggies, but I'm excited uh, because I think this is a program which there's a lot of traditions there which mm-hmm. are really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have the most beautiful mascot oh my gosh. in the country. Reveille is yeah. a delight. I mean, he's fine. He's a beautiful You creature. like collies. Collies are wonderful. They are so annoying, but they're so pretty. Okay. They're very annoying. Yeah. Yeah, so Texas A&M, and then we'll close out the primers uh, going Florida. down. The, yeah, going down to Gainesville. So maybe we'll we'll get there before the end of the beginning of the season. And now we got two weeks. I think we can do it. Yes, maybe. Okay, so we cut ten minutes off. We went forty-five minutes. I think we deserve a pat on the back. And I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been you, me, and the SEC. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>